Bonfire Babble. Hi everyone, I'm Conowin, your featured astrologer here on Bonfire Babble. I am so excited to bring you cancer season. I'm recording this virtually because as many of you know, I am 37 weeks pregnant at the moment while recording this with my potential baby Gemini, maybe baby cancer, we'll see. I'm very excited to be bringing this new little bundle of joy into the world. But for now, let's jump into cancer season because oh boy, the summer is going to start us off with a lot from the universe. So I want to give it all to you today and I hope you are ready. Uh, Have your calendar out. Definitely days to mark on this one. I just want to mention that before cancer season starts on June 21st, we did just have that new moon in Gemini on June 17th. You can go back and listen to the Gemini Conowin Corner episode if you want to know more about that new moon. That new moon was Quinkunx Pluto and Trine the South Node. So definitely a very deep new moon. I'm wondering how people are going to feel about it. We talked a little bit about how it might feel almost like there's a new idea or a new path that you want to go on and maybe it even feels a little superfluous or childish, but it's what your heart's telling you to do, so go for it. You never know how it might align with a deeper message and destiny later on. Don't get the wool pulled over your eyes and get too dazzled by any rose-colored glasses dreams ahead of your way. But I hope you all had a wonderful new moon and have started some exciting new journeys. And with that, we jump into cancer season. So on June 21st at 7.58 a.m., that is when the sun will enter zero degrees cancer, marking our summer solstice here in the Pacific Northwest. Adjust for your time zone. And what's nice about this is it's happening right when we have that gorgeous Jupiter sextile and Saturn. So that's happening from June 14th, a couple days before, to June 23rd when it is exact. Jupiter lending us hope and belief and a lot of luck into whatever long-term plans and goals that we have. I really love this chart because the rest of the season gets progressively, I would say, more difficult. The beginning of the season really has an element of hope and new direction in it. The sun will be trying the south node, sextiling the north node, but it will be square to Neptune. So it's kind of hard to know where the boundaries are at this point. That's kind of the same thing we had with that new moon a couple days ago, being careful not to let us escape a little too far and trying to stay aware of what (laughs) the boundaries should be in order to take care of ourselves and to protect ourselves. But there's this place of really wanting to act on our future in relation to like where we've come so far. So whatever journey has led you here, whatever decisions you're facing, there's this bigger hope and dream that's associated with it. The sun is really lending us energy to say, yes, I've come this far and this is where I'm going. And there's a confidence around that. Our soul is pushing us toward that really good place. Mars and Venus will also be in Leo together and they'll be trining Chiron. So this is a nice energy around attracting what is going to heal us, uh, what teaches us in a spiritual way. If you have any opportunities here or you feel impassioned or creative about something that you want to lend your energy toward or express your energy in, maybe it's something you've wanted for a long time, go for it. This is a really great potential for healing. And as I said earlier, Jupiter is lending this belief and hope and luck to our long-term term plans with that gorgeous sextile to Saturn. So a lot 
lot of dreamy energy here to start the whole season. I think we're going to feel very optimistic as cancer season starts, as summer starts. Again, it's going to get a little bit difficult as we go forward. I think reality is going to sort of hit us in a very real way. So just try not to let, you know, your dreams get a little too out of control and stay practical, stay grounded with what it is that you know you can accomplish and go after what it is that you're interested in or feel like expressing yourself. Dare to be like a little courageous here and a little outlandish. Maybe it feels even a little silly. We are, after all, going to have our Mars and Venus in Leo. So they're over there making a big old party uh, and lending lots of enthusiasm to the whole event keeping ourselves grounded in this is what makes me feel fulfilled and happy going forward. And this is why. Find your why. I think this is a really good time to find the why of whatever direction it is you've decided to go in this summer, whether it's something that you want to attract towards you and bring in, or if it's just the experiences you want to have this summer, the things you want to share with friends. Find your why and let that guide you through whatever tumultuous events might come forward. So on June 26, just a couple days later, Mercury will be moving into Cancer. So it's starting off our season in boisterous, excited Gemini. Mercury loves being in Gemini, lots of ideas sharing, lots of talking, lots of indecision potentially, but lots of movement, right? But as Mercury settles into Cancer, this is kind of more of a protective energy. So we're a little bit slower to maybe share our feelings, our desires, our ideas. We keep them a little more guarded to protect ourselves. Overall, we might feel a little more protective or even defensive about certain things. We may be second guessing things that we've said or shared with people or perhaps what people have been sharing with us. Just be aware that as a collective, people may start to seem a little less enthusiastic about sharing ideas and a little more guarded just as we go into, okay, like this this is summer really starting, like this is the season really getting underway. Wanting to stay a little bit more comfortable, right? Cancer is energy of familiarity and companionship. So there's more of like an agreeableness in the sense that we want to stay within our comfort realm. Realm, but there's also the defensiveness of I don't want to necessarily share all of the things and I want to keep things private. So if you feel called to do that within yourself, that's probably where this energy is coming from and respect it and work with it however you want to. And then don't get offended if other people are maybe not so quick to share with you because I'm sure they're feeling the same way. So just be aware that while the beginning might feel like a lot of activity, things are going to kind of slow down as we get underway. So a few days later, on June 28th through June 29th, the sun will be trining Saturn. Now, this is the first time the sun has trined Saturn since Saturn moved into Pisces back in March. So it marks a different energy to this transit. We've been used to it trining Saturn in an air sign where there's, again, a lot of energy, creativity, and spoken word, communication, ideas flowing, and innovation. But now that it's moved into Pisces, Saturn gives us a little bit more of a sobering, but also emotional and like connection place. And so what I love about Sun Trine Saturn is that it's a harmonious energy between what our soul says we want, we desire, we need, we go toward, we strive toward, what brings us life and vitality. There's a lovely harmony to all those long-term goals, commitments, things that we have planned, the hard work of life, right, that Saturn brings us. Now in this arrangement, you may find that you have an ease or a acceptance or uh, maybe even excitement or happiness around things that are long-term goals and commitments, but they will likely be centered around people and feelings because these are in two water signs. So the things that bring us comfort and nurturing, sharing unconditional love, seeing people you know that are less fortunate than us and wanting to help out. 
These plans that we have might be around helping others in need or charity or volunteering your time to help others and other relationships that you have, those that are in need, those that need a voice. You may find yourself called to do that in a really deep, meaningful way. Those opportunities may come up very easily for you or you are able to find a direction pretty effortlessly. But if you do have energy or ideas around something that is long-term and goal-oriented that is not to do with that, that does not mean it won't work. Saturn, trying something is always good for those types of things. And I would encourage you to see where Pisces and Cancer energy is in your chart and what house that's associated with, because that can also lend an idea to maybe some of these long-term goals that you have and bringing that life and vitality back into them, breathing that excitement and that passion back in. Don't be surprised if around this time, I think people are going to start talking about these longer-term solutions and plans toward helping people and helping comfort and nurture and care for others in a way that is really deep and meaningful. This is a very lovely aspect to have. And I think that because it marks the first time that Saturn is in Pisces, there's a lot of new hope and energy around it. Now, on the last day of June, June 30th, Neptune is going to go retrograde and the sun will be sextile Jupiter on the same day. So addressing sun sextile Jupiter, that's taking, you know, all this ideas that we've had over these long-term plans that we've been maybe excited about and breathing new hope and life into, shining a light on it and being like, yes, this is my direction forward. I'm feeling impassioned. I'm feeling excited. I'm feeling optimistic and lucky and going toward those goals, beliefs, and hopes and dreams. Jupiter's been in Taurus now, so it's going to probably be around like a grounded practical manner. So like literally setting the stones in place to walk down the path that you are excited about going down. So that's a really nice positive start to our Neptune retrograde. Neptune is the planet of illusion, delusion, the ideal dreams, fantasies, spirituality. It's all the things that we cannot touch, cannot see, but we can feel right in our heart. And that can lead us toward places with no boundaries, which can be a good thing and uh, not so good thing. Neptune's kind of one to be careful of. Now, Neptune spends a lot of time in retrograde. So this shift, while it's important, uh, it won't feel so remarkably different from when Neptune is going direct. However, we tend to see illusions and delusions stripped away. We start to see reality. Neptune's power sort of crumbles and we see what is actually left. So Neptune will be going retrograde in Pisces from 27 back to 24 degrees until December 6th. And if we look at where Neptune is going retrograde, we can kind of backtrack it and see, okay, what area of life is this really covering? And so if you look back to about February, so late February 2023, early March until now, those themes, whatever dreams you may be having or illusions maybe you've had, perhaps things that have been hidden or tucked away in your subconscious, they may start coming to light around this time until December 6th. So Neptune is going back over this territory and we're going to start seeing reality for what it is. Kind of thinking back to end of February, early March, I would definitely encourage you if you have a dream journal, like check it out, sort of see maybe things might start becoming a little bit more clear around this time. If you were having a lot of subconscious messages or spiritual messages, this is a good time overall when Neptune is in retrograde to start getting like more practical and real about us spiritual practice. So kind of putting the tangible into the intangible, if you will. It's time to rework your illusions, your imagination, take off your rose-colored glasses and get real about it. Because no matter what, illusions will be stripped away and a deeper meaning will be found from reality, right, over the next five months until Neptune goes direct on December 6th. 
And that brings us to our full moon in Capricorn on July 3rd. At 4.39 a.m., it will be exact at 11 degrees. The sun and Mercury together in Cancer will be opposing the moon in Capricorn. While that's a difficult energy because a full moon is sort of an energy around loss and illumination, making us feel vulnerable or put on the spot, there's a lot of high-intensity energy around this time, right? Uh, The release point for this that I'm looking at is actually Jupiter because both the moon and sun and Mercury together in Cancer are in a really nice aspect to Jupiter. So using that hope, that belief, that why that maybe hopefully you came up with at the beginning of the season is going to guide our way through whatever comes to light with this full moon as the sun illuminates the moon in the sky. Mars and Venus will be in Leo and they will be squaring Uranus. So I definitely think there are going to be some surprises coming. Please watch yourself for accidents. It's always a good thing to be safe around a full moon and just be prepared for a lot of high energy and high strung people and behavior and just keeping your wits about you. And because Mars and Venus are going to be square, you're honest, I would definitely be careful. Now, this may lend way to some really interesting ideas or stuff happening that causes you to have to act whenever Mars is in a square with Uranus. That's usually needing to act around something that is sudden and uh, a sudden change. Think of the tower card energy in tarot. That's kind of what some of this can feel like and a force to act in that way. This is a full moon where a lot can be shaken, foundations can be shaken because of this square in the sky happening at the same time. So just be aware of that. But the square does last quite a while. So it may not happen at the full moon, maybe around that. Just sort of be cautious around that July 3rd time, especially July 4th, of course, in the United States. Please be safe out there is all I'm saying. So no sudden fireworks going through houses or anything like that. Just keep your wits about you and be smart (laughs) because other people may not be so smart. Pluto will be sextiling Neptune during this full moon, and because Neptune just went retrograde, it's going to be virtually at a standstill, so it'd be very, very powerful. And Pluto in a sextile to that, as well as squaring the nodes around this time, I definitely think there's something deep at work here. You may be feeling it, be aware of it, or perhaps it's starting to come to light a little bit in world news or within your community or within your family, uh, but just don't be surprised if later down the line you might find out that something deeper at work was in fact going on, an illusion is stripped away, right, with Neptune moving retrograde, you may start to see some secrets unveiled, but they may not come to fruition yet. I would just, again, keep your antenna up and sort of see if you can gauge if anything else is going on that you need to be aware of. And this full moon in Capricorn, if we think about that Capricorn energy, it's calling into question, right? What is our duty? What is what is our relationship to tradition, to our commitments? What level of endurance are we willing to put in the work that we're doing? What level of ambition do we have? Uh, how might your ambitions be illuminated at this time? Are you still remembering to care and nurture for yourself while chasing after those? Or perhaps have you let them go aside because you've had to care for yourself? Is that something that you need to confront about yourself? Where are you truly investing your time and your energy. And remember that Jupiter in Taurus is really standing for our belief and our hope in the real and the practical. And that is the remedy to this full moon. So any stress or tension, try to sit back into that belief and hope into what is real. That may need to be something that you confront within yourself, getting real about that. But you know what? It can be very, very simple and still very profound. Even if it's a very simplistic lesson or super cliche, it may just be the right thing to get you through whatever this transit brings you. 
Now this full moon is happening at 11 degrees Capricorn. So wherever you have 11 degrees Capricorn in your chart, this can lend an idea to perhaps where this whole energy is kind of coming to head for you. And depending on what house system you use, I know I talk about this every single episode, but I just want to introduce it for anybody who might be unaware about how to use their natal chart. If you use an equal or whole sign house system, just check where Capricorn is in your chart and you should be able to see where your full moon is occurring for you. If you are using a more nuanced house system, such as Coke or Placidus, I myself use Placidus, you'll need to find the exact point where 11 degrees Capricorn is in your chart and then look up what house it's in. And that house description will give you an idea of the arena of life that this full moon is occurring for you in. So for myself, I use Placidus and it is occurring in my 10th house. The 10th house is around legacy and career, the things that I want to outlast my life, all the things sort of my greatest ambitions. It's very much a Capricornian house, so it's kind of fitting that this full moon be happening there. It'll be very interesting having just had a baby (laughs) and kind of coming to terms with, okay, what is real and practical going forward? For Corey, it's going to happen in your third house. So this house is around siblings, uh, short-term transportation, writing, communication, anything that you're doing like on social media, things around your siblings and cousins, any short-term travel you might be having. This can also show up as like literal transportation. So like your car, your vehicle, how you're getting from place to place. So just be aware that this full moon might call into question your relationship to that or how you're working with those things in your life, those resources, those people. And Detta, for you, this is happening in your second house. is the house of like self-worth and value. So it's the things that you do value, literally your possessions, your home, your land, but it's also how you value yourself and the things that you put value in. Money also shows up here like our personal finances. So just be aware to get pretty real and practical around those ideas. So about a week later on July 10th, Mercury is going to move into Leo and the same day Mars is going to move into Virgo. So we're going to have a tone shift here. I would just mark this day because I think it'd be interesting to see with both of these planets moving into these new signs. I definitely think there'll be a shift here with Mercury moving into Leo. That's a lot of like bright inspiration and happiness and creativity, a lot more energy put into our minds, our ideas, our thoughts. So kind of coming out of the shell of cancer and going like, okay, I'm ready to present my you know big idea. But Mars moving into Virgo is going to say, okay, and how do we create a system around this that's going to actually work? How do we make this practical and real? What is actually important from this that we're going to put forward into action? I definitely think this day might send a boost to whatever it is we're currently working on, doing, pursuing or in just enjoying for the summer at that point. It might make us a little bit more practical minded or at least put our energy in a place that is a little better suited toward actually putting our dreams into physical manifestation. And with that, we come to probably, in my opinion, the largest transit of the year. So this is a big one. Uh, July 13th through 27th, the nodal axis is going to move from Taurus and Scorpio into Aries and Libra. So the north node will move into Aries and the south node will move into Libra. The nodes move in retrograde at all times, so they're always moving backwards. So they will move from zero degrees Taurus and zero degrees Scorpio to 29 degrees Aries, 29 degrees Libra. And again, the north node will be moving into Aries, the south node will be moving into Libra. Now, what does this mean? As a collective, we are always evolving, growing, changing, and we're all on this sort of collective soul's path or evolution together. 
So over the last year and a half, we've had this in Taurus and Scorpio, which has called to question things around secrecy, things around our land, our resources, our values. I definitely think a lot of the shortages and issues around supply issues have kind of come up around this time, as well as our own relationship to our resources and things that we value and need on a basic level, such as like food and money and gas and water and whatever things like actually make life livable throughout the day that we don't even really think about. We're just, we have to get because that's how we survive. And our relationship to that has changed. And Scorpio, that south node in Scorpio energy has really brought to light a lot of the paranoia, obsessiveness, secrecy around what's been going on. Things have been coming to light. And now we're moving into this time of Aries and Libra. So Aries energy, when the north node is there, it is calling us to really examine ourselves as individuals and say, are we acting on our best behalf? In what ways have we maybe been sabotaging ourselves, uh, giving away our power, becoming dependent on others, and not just dependent like in a physical sense or in a resource sense, but in a depending on others for all our best ideas, (laughs) maybe all of our ideas, uh, always deferring to other people's needs, wants, desires over ourselves. So this is really going to become a time for us to examine how do we best serve ourselves, our own individual desires, passions, needs, goals, dreams wants, perhaps even a totally new pathway forward. Aries is the pioneer. Aries is the journeyman who's like going to go out and discover a new territory or land or place and does so with passion and energy and a, you know, who cares what people say and how crazy they think I am. I'm going to go do it anyway. Fuck around and find out, essentially. That energy is calling us forward as a collective to grow. Now, each of us have our own North and South Node pathway in our life. You can see that in your chart. But as a collective, we sort of see this on a grand scale in terms of the world, in terms of our community. It also calls it into question within ourselves. Now, this is all happening at 29 degrees Aries and Libra, which kind of starts it off with examining, okay, like this part of ourselves may exist in somewhat of a crisis. How do we move forward from this? How do we change from this? Like, where does the progression need to start from in order to improve? But it's going to be exactly square Pluto, which has just returned to 29 degrees Capricorn. This is where it gets pretty intense. So as a collective, we're really being challenged to act on behalf of ourselves better and get away from sort of a passive aggressive, always deferring to everybody else, or perhaps just going with what the status quo says, even lying or manipulating others or being manipulated by others, like calling into question where your dependencies are and where you've been misled by the status quo, the overall group of other people or just, again, sabotaging yourself. And it really puts a huge emphasis on not just examining those things, but really also bringing to light the shame, the guilt, dark shadow stuff that we might be dealing with because Pluto is in that crisis degree of Capricorn. So Pluto has moved out of Aquarius back into Capricorn now, which it did last season, and it's re-examining and bringing up all this old stuff from where it has been since 2008. There's a lot of unfinished business that Pluto has to deal with. And to me, this whole like July 13th to 27th is kind of this coming to head climax of the year where it's like Pluto saying, we have unfinished business. We cannot progress forward. And how have you as an individual been sabotaging yourself in order to progress forward? It will confront us with a lot of our deepest shames, our guilt, our issues in order to force us to act on behalf of ourselves. And remember, Pluto is here to test us. It's here to give us opportunities to take control back. It is not trying to ruin our life. The the planets 
planets are not here to ruin our lives. The planets are here to test us. So this is quite the test because I think when everything is sitting at this crisis point, it's going to feel very intense. I think it's definitely going to show up in the world news. I think it's definitely going to show up within our own communities, within our own relationships. If you have anything in your chart at 29 degrees, especially at Aries, Libra, Capricorn, or Cancer, 29 degrees, I can guarantee you've been feeling this energy all year because Pluto's been dancing all around this point. So this may come to a huge climax in this month. Something may occur. I'm not trying to sound doom and gloom here at all. This is all meant to grow us, to make us better, to make us evolve. And again, remember what the high side of Aries is. It's to respect and like really go after the things that you, you as an individual, like screw what everybody else thinks, screw whatever people want from you, (laughs) screw whatever you think that you're supposed to be doing or that society tells you is correct to do. Do what it is that you feel in your heart, your soul, the things that you whisper to yourself in the night, do that thing. Do the thing that you're maybe even too afraid to share with anybody that your soul is begging you to do because that is how we evolve. And that takes a lot of bravery and courage. So I'm not trying to make light of this. This is definitely a big pivotal moment. This may be the moment that causes you to even examine what even is that? And maybe you don't know. Maybe this is not resonating for you just yet. Perhaps you have been simmering on this for a long time and you've just been waiting for the right moment to act. This may force you to act. So just be aware this is quite the intense time. I kind of look at this as sort of the intense climax of the year is this July 13th through 27th period. And if it's not happening directly to you, it may be happening to people around you. So lending an ear, listening, caring where you can. And if you're the one going through this, then giving yourself the grace and the acceptance, the unconditional love that you are meant to go through this journey. This is meant to test you. It's meant to be hard and you can do this. You can do hard things (laughs) and those things can really benefit you if you put in the time. The only thing that is keeping you from evolving and growing is choosing not to act at all. Okay? (laughs) I'm going to get off my soapbox now, but I feel like this transit is really, really, really pivotal. So I wanted to hammer that in for you guys. Again, this is probably the biggest transit, in my opinion, of the year in terms of intensity and fueling us toward a different direction because it's marking the beginning of a new direction for not just the year and a half that Aries Libra is going to be our collective North and South node, but also, quite frankly, as Pluto exits Capricorn and goes into Aquarius. This is setting the tone for this next era. So if you have unfinished business, let's take care of that and let's move forward in a positive direction. And during this period, we're going to have this new moon in Cancer. The new moon in Cancer is happening at 24 degrees, so it's not in an exact grand cross square to Pluto and the nodes, but it's pretty darn close. So I think it's going to happen just at the right time for us to really call to question and evaluate, okay, like all of these intense energies are happening and now there's this new moon. Where are we going to go from here? I look at this new moon and it is definitely a very deep and more difficult new moon of the year. It's opposing Pluto. So it's bringing all this into, you know, our psyche, all of this into our conscious and forcing us to look at it. If we think about Pluto in the tarot, think about the death card. So like what needs to die in order for you to breathe new life and have your new moon era, right? Your new moon moment. What needs to be cleansed in order for you to make a new start? And accept whatever wounds are coming up, whatever shames and guilts, looking at those again bravely and seeing it for what 
what it is. And then just facing the practicality of, okay, so what needs to be done? How do I need to act? The sun and moon will be square Chiron on this new moon. So it's definitely bringing these wounds into the picture. It's definitely bringing them out into our psyche and examining them. So how can the acceptance of this wound help you and also help others, right? Like, again, thinking about that Neptune retrograde energy too, like how can stripping away the illusion or maybe the salve or the bandage and just looking at it for what it is, maybe even in a detached and objective way, how can that serve you? How can that serve others? One of the things that's helpful for this is if you can try in the moment to stand in another person's shoes and if they were giving you love and advice about how to accept this within yourself, like what would you say? So don't look at it from your own perspective of being in the wound, but if you were looking at a friend who was going through the same thing, what would you say to them? And say that to yourself, like try to examine this from an outside perspective if you can. Give yourself the love and the grace that you deserve because Neptune is acting in this new moon as a release. So that is energy of unconditional love, of acceptance, of a spiritual grace and connection and looking beyond what is tangible for what is felt and accepting that for what it is and embracing that. Doesn't necessarily even need to be logical. It just needs to be how can you feel better? How can you accept what this is and move forward with it in a way that serves you better? And Venus and Mars are in a really nice place lending us energy throughout this whole transition as a collective and individually. So the things that you desire and your actual life force energy, how you're moving your body, how you want to pursue or act on things. So at least we have that on an individual sense. I think people overall are going to be very motivated to change something in their life. And even if it's just the seed, it may not come out as I'm changing my life in these manners and screw you all, this is what's happening. This might just be the very, very beginning, the catalyst that begins this whole transformation. Whatever it is, accept it with grace and don't be too hard on yourself. Be kind and gentle to yourself and you will find a new pathway, a new journey through this. And of all signs, cancer, which the moon loves being in cancer. So this is where the moon is safest and allow yourself to find a safe space to be in in order to process what is going on. In the last days of this season, the sun will be opposing Pluto that whole time in that grand cross with the nodes. So not only will this be drawing all of this attention to this giant transit, but also it may harken back to some of the earlier crosses we had with Mars at the end of May, as well as Venus at the beginning of June. A lot of these themes, if you're feeling them at this point, you probably have been kind of seeing the signs for a while. Maybe even this is really where, because it's the sun's energy, there's now like a vitality and a life that you're bringing to changing whatever it is you want to change. Squares bring us change. Squares force us to act. And so we've been tested and we've been prodded and poked at this thing, whatever this thing might be. And this may be the time that you choose to act on it. And again, if it's not, if it's just a catalyst, you're not behind. (laughs) You have plenty of time. Even if it's just something you want to mull over for a night and light some incense and do some tarot readings, it's a great time to do that, just to reflect and use the Cancerian energy to look deeper within yourself in a safe way. And with that, on July 22nd, Leo season will begin. And it begins with Venus going in retrograde in Leo, which is a little harsh, I I have to admit. Uh, Venus will be going retrograde from July 22nd all the way till September 3rd. So just because I won't be talking to you until Leo season, I want to just say Venus retrograde as a sum up. Don't start any relationships this summer after July 22nd if you can avoid it. A lot of red flags and potentials might be missed or they might just come up and you might be plagued with issues 
issues, uh, standoffs in relationships, surprises, problems arising, deal breakers. Don't start any artistic or design projects if you can during this time. And if you kind of think of it in like terms of Mercury retrograde where a lot can go wrong, you may just find yourself wanting to change everything after this period is over if you do some giant design project or you may hate how it looks or maybe you're plagued with, you know, delays or issues or whichever. Uh, watch out for shopping sprees. It's really easy to get a little carried away with our money during a Venus retrograde and don't change your appearance, especially on a whim. So if you're looking at like really changing your whole look, try to get it done before that July 22nd, <laughs> if you can. Leo energy, of course, is, is very performative and out loud. So it wants to make a splash. Maybe don't make that splash <laughs> in this part of summer once Leo season starts, which I know it's going to be really hard. I think a lot of us might really, really feel like we want to do it because Venus will be the closest it is to Earth. So its influence is very, very strong, but it's kind of like chaotic. And so if you want to, if you want to risk it, by all means, go for it. But things around beauty, relationships, design, architecture, art, just be aware that like this time is going to feel like it all has to get done right now. And it really doesn't, I assure you. So that again is from July 22nd to September 3rd. I wanted to give you the precursor to that just so you could prepare yourself, book any appointments if you'd like to. And I will see you when we have Leo season starting on July 22nd. But before I go, I do want to share some magical days that we have coming this month. Yes, there are in fact magical days, even with the tougher transits ahead. I'm looking at July 8th, just a couple days after that full moon. We have a really nice Mercury and Cancer trine moon in Neptune and Pisces. And they're sextile Uranus. So this is like a great reflection of whatever manifested around that Capricorn full moon. This is before the really intense square starts to happen with the nodes. So it's just before that. I think this would be like a great time if you're looking at that square to the nodes, like kind of planning for this. So taking the time to reflect on whatever has manifested and how you want to proceed forward and working with earth energy and water energy. So with Mercury and Cancer trying Moon, Neptune in Pisces, that's a really lovely water reflective energy and thinking deeper and diving deeper into what your heart wants. And in connection with Neptune, this really opens up like imagination, connection to spirit. So great meditative time, reflective time. And with them both sextile Uranus, some really innovative ideas or perhaps messages come through that are like sparking a lot of excitement. And Uranus brings like an electricity to this, but it's in Taurus. So it keeps it hopefully kind of grounded. So it's bring that earth element into like, oh, I can actually manifest this or I can actually turn this into a physical like result from whatever reflection that you come from. And Mars and Venus in Leo will be trining the nodes while they're still at zero degrees Taurus and Scorpio. So again, lending that really helpful energy and passion and desire toward whatever it is that you want to pursue forward. So again, taking this as a reflective point, what has happened this full moon and what magic can you do in order to set the pathway forward and make things hopefully a little easier on yourself, finding that why, reconnecting with that why again, and going toward whatever direction you personally feel you want to go in for yourself. Great day for magic there. Another option is July 2nd. So this is just before the full moon. I kind of look at this day as like almost a Hail Mary. Like if you haven't gotten what you needed to manifest around this full moon yet, like this is the day to like put all the fire and energy into it. This is a big fire day. Please be careful whenever working with fire. Grand fire trends tend to make bigger fires out of fires, but there is a grand fire trine in the sky with Chiron, Mars and Venus and the moon. It's fleeting because the moon is going to move through Sagittarius really quick, but I see this as a very passionate day. It's a day of healing. It's a day of uh, learning and exploring something that 
spiritually makes us more passionate or is just imaginative and fuels us toward our desires. It's just before that full moon. So putting whatever like passion into action, like maybe that's again, that last like Hail Mary, like just freaking do it. It's it's the just do it day. I think the sun is in a really great aspect to Jupiter. So there's a lot of uh, hope and idealization around whatever it is you're going toward. And it's also in a good aspect to Saturn too. So there's a little bit of discipline, hopefully that's also helping us get to where we need to go and hard work necessary. Just be ready, I would say, on this day for some surprises or unexpected ideas or events because we do have some tough aspects to Uranus. So I look at this day as like a don't fly too close to the sun. Keep the sun's warmth like close to you and like use that to fuel your passion. So it's definitely a cool fire magic day if you want to use that. And also I wanted to mention sort of a, an honorable mention is the very first day of the season because we have so much hope around that. It doesn't have to just fuel cancer season of 2023, it can fuel a lot more. You can use this as a starting point for whatever you wish to manifest in the next months or years. So that June 21st, and I would also give it to June 22nd, the first days of the season are really lovely. We have the moon conjunct Mars and Venus. They're going to be in a trine with Chiron. So bringing, again, like we talked about earlier in this episode, the very beginning of this episode, go back and rewind if you want to use that energy. It's all sextile to Mercury. So in a lot of like great air and fire energy kind of day to communicate, to share ideas and to heal. And then of course we have it starting with Jupiter and gorgeous sextile to Saturn. So you can take that idea, that hope, that why, and really apply it to something much greater than just whatever you want to do this cancer season. You can apply it to whatever project you want to start, whatever dream you have, whatever idea you want to manifest. So definitely also a great day as well. And with that, that is our very <laughs> climactic uh, season of 2023 and cancer season. Happy birthday to all my cancers out there. Um, I hope you're doing okay. I think with the nodes moving back into cardinal signs, it's going to be a little tough for my cancers, Capricorns, Aries, and Libra over the next year and a half. Kind of on stage again. The fixed signs get a little bit of a break, although that Venus in retrograde and Leo is not going to be easy. So um, we're all kind of feeling it at this point. Saturn's over there in Pisces. So whether you're immutable, a cardinal, or a fixed sign, person overall. We're all kind of feeling this energy. Please remember to be compassionate and kind to others and remember that we're all going through shit. All of us have our own journeys and our own paths and we're trying to figure it out and trying to protect ourselves and trying to act on behalf of ourselves with some sovereignty and power and confidence and try not to tear people down. Guess what? It's a hard life. (laughs) And these transits, they can really bring that up. So I wish you all the most abundant, blessing-filled summer start to your solstice. I hope you have a wonderful Litha celebration and uh, going into Lunasa. I hope that your summer is off to a great start and that you find whatever it is that fuels you into the future because you deserve it. Thank you so much to Corey and Detta for having me on this episode virtually. And I am going to be in my own new journey of motherhood in two under two very soon. So I'm looking forward to that and quaking in my boots a little bit. It's going to be great. Positive mindset, hope, belief. We can do this, guys. All right. Thank you so, so much. And um, I'll see you in Leo season on July 22nd. Until next time, be well. Act with intention. And don't forget, you are magic. Magic.